0: Good afternoon. It's Cynthia DeLeonardo with Bear This and That Relationship Radio coming at you on my podcast today. Well, it is election time. (laughs) Woohoo! We're sitting on the edge. I'm not going to get into that conversation, but we are sitting on the edge, and it happens to be Winning Wednesday. Winning Wednesday is also Wedding Wednesday, and it's also the edge. We're right on the edge of, of a decision uh, being able to be calculated on who the next president of the United States will be. Uh, so we we got some very big things going on today, and I wanted to come to you today to remind you that with everything that we have going on today with COVID, you know, we're sitting on the election is going to take care of itself. Uh, but you know, COVID is is a very big factor in a lot of our lives, and we are adjusting to a new kind of normal and and a new kind of way of living and a couple of things that I wanted to talk to you about today is with all that going on it is so easy to sink down and um, have a sort of discontentment because change is hard change is one of the most difficult things for 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 us to do you know especially you know um when we have been going on for, you know, years and years. I mean, I, this is the first in my lifetime that I've experienced this type of thing uh, in, in our country that where, I, where it's impacting everyone in some kind of a way, yes? So it's more important than ever to try to gain some normalcy in your family, in your organization, uh, with your friendships, your relationships, with, with all the people around you, to bring it back to the, the comfort and the satisfaction that makes us happy. One of the things that, that I really do believe in is when we are happy, we are at our best. <laughs> you know? that's, that's natural, right? It's a natural instinct. When people are, are happy, And, you know, I read something or I heard something the other day about the differences between happy and joy. And I do use those those words quite frequently when I'm posting or even when I'm speaking. And to be happy is, is um, when, when you're happy about something, it's a happy day, it's, you know, full of good things, you know, you're feeling the blessings on your head. And, you know, the gratitude is, is sinking down into your bones. You're happy. And joyous, to, to be full of joy is uh, an, an inner core feeling that you are feeling joy right down to your bones. You're a joyous person, you know. Um, there's a lot of us that that, that really is our natural um, standing state you know, is is for us to be joyous people, happy people. No one really wants to be miserable people, right? I mean, it doesn't feel good. But the one thing that I know is when we're happy, we are really at our best, you know. So I am always trying to promote ways for people to see things that give them happiness as reminders in my post, you know, of this is what this looks like, this is what this looks like, and this is what this looks like, you know. And because when we do those things, without thinking about it, we end up fueling happiness into our soul, you know. So instead of me giving lectures on, on things to do, I like to show, in, you know, in, in the words that I write, the kind of words that I, that I link together, and the pictures that I show. Uh, demonstrates happy things that we can do with each other and you know when we do these things and take these things into our lives our lives just start to uh, travel on a different kind of road where we don't even feel like we're working hard I know um, by the time people end up going into marriage therapy partnership therapy, you know, there's something going on in the relationships. Things have already started to impact where the partnership feels uh, like it's maybe being compromised to the point where, you know what, we need to get an outside therapist in here, you know, somebody that can come in and kind of see things from, from a different lens to give us some help on where we're both struggling. So, this is why I show these types of things on my post because if we do these things, and they're not big things, they're just very normal things. But I find if we partake in certain behaviors, that we don't have to feel like we're working at something that should really be natural. Do you understand? Does that make sense to people? You know what I mean? In other words, I know when, when things start to get bumpy sometimes in relationships, you know, oftentimes you'll hear people say, well, you know, it's hard work, you know. Um, and I understand that, and, and I hear how it could be hard. It gets hard when either both partners or one of the partners is not partaking in the types of activities and narrative of behaviors that would replenish the satisfaction of a of, of, of type of feel, good feelings that we're having in the relationship. That, that's why it's hard. You know, it, it only gets hard when you feel like you're fighting against something. Otherwise, it's not hard. It's really not hard. It's hard when we're fighting against something. You know, and that's that's, and when we're doing that, it's that's frustrating, right? You ever try to go to work and you're trying to get a project done and you're distracted and you're getting unfocused and, and all these things are being dropped on you and at you to, to, that is keeping you from getting done what you need to get done by next Friday, five o'clock, you know? So it's frustrating when you are at a point where you feel like it's a battle to get simple things done. So this is why I show these pictures that if we partake in this behavior and look at this, and they're all very simple things, but link all those things together. And gradually, we just start to feel differently about one another. We start to feel differently about ourselves. And instead of going uphill in the relationship, we start to feel very balanced. In other words, you know, you know, the longevity of relationships, it's very normal to have disagreements and things pop up here and there. But it should never feel like we're pulling at something to get something out of someone. And it should never feel like we're having a battle. We're going to battle in what is a loving relationship. So I, I, I wanted us to um, work on that, you know, very simple things. you know, And, and see, the bottom line is, is this is: if you love someone, right, you have to let the love start doing more of the talking. <laughs> if you love someone that 's the bottom line I, l- I look at okay what is the bottom line here and Any time I've talked to my friendships and you know they would confide to me, the first thing I naturally would ask them, "Do you love this person?" you know which they would always be so surprised Well, that 's such a big question well yes it 's a big question. <laughs> but it is the question to ask yourself because it's the it is the answer for which is might solve a lot of the issues that you're having the bottom line is are you in love okay and that the answer that you give will be some of the solution to resolving some of the issues for which for the reason that you're battling okay if you if you're hesitant if you have to think about it, when you ask yourself, do you love this person, then I would say you're really not, you're really not in love. <laughs> you're really not in love. If you have to stop and think about if you're in love, then your love has been compromised somewhere. And you, know, you will have to examine those things to see where did the breakdown happen, how long has it been, has it been gradually, did something happen, you know, what occurred during the relationship that you have to think about your love for this person, okay, because when we are in love, even if we're angry, that is the question that you can answer very quickly, you know it, and, and I'm not talking about new relationships where the process of falling in love can, can be lengthy sometimes. Sometimes it takes a person, it all depends on the person, you know, on, on how quickly you fall in love and, and what exactly is happening in the relationship. But if it's a, a, a partnership in which you were in love to start and have been in love for a long time and now faced with that question, you're pausing, uh, you know, about, about the love word, then you may be at some crossroads. You may have hit some stumbling blocks where maybe you haven't faced that you're not in love with them, but something is happening internally that is causing you to have pulled back from them, okay? And that, and that really helps. And, and, and that's why I ask those, that question. And my girlfriends would always get so mortified when I would ask them that or whoever would, you know, would talk to me about their relationships. And I would ask that question because that is the first thing we have to ask ourselves because if we're not in love, that's, that's what you're fighting. That's, that's part of the battle is that you don't even love this person, you know? And when we stop loving people, we're not I mean we're we're no longer exhibiting the same types of behaviors that we have with people that we're that we're deeply in love with. We're not. that's natural, you know you know, it means you've pulled back. It means the things that you used to love about them are now annoy or now or is an annoyance to you. it's a bothersome to you, right? When we love, when we're in love with someone, right? And, they're, and they come to you and, and, and they want to talk to you, you. You flip around, man, right? You can't wait to hear what they have to say. You can't wait to devote your time to them. Even if you can't at that moment, you're going to make the time. You're going to make the time because... This is important, man. You remember when you first met and you fall, when you fall deeply in love, that phone, right? When the phone rings, you know, you're going to run down people to get that call, right? You don't want to miss that call. You're not going to miss that date. You're not going to miss a lot of things. But as time goes along and relationships, you know, hit a couple of rocks here or there too. And... Sometimes we fall out of love, sometimes it's gradually, sometimes it's an impact of something that gets in the way, which which can be fixed, by the way. I'm not having this talk to say it's all over. It can be fixed, but to ask yourself if you love them will help you solve and come to a solution instead of spinning around, you know, like a lot of us do, For and some of us do it for many, many years. It's like, you know... The reason you're having so many battles is because your, your, your level of feelings for this person is not the same as it was maybe a few years ago when you first got together. Whatever the story is, but it has a lot to do with your... Because the love uh, conquers... Well, it is really true when they say love conquers all love really does conquer all because when someone is madly in love with you things might fall into their laps things may people may walk into their living rooms to disturb what they have going on but those people have uh, a very strong united and 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 loyal and deep kind of love that cannot be penetrated even when tried, even when tried, you know, some couples, I don't care what you do, it's tight. Nothing is going to come between them because the love between them is very, very strong and protected by whatever layers of protection that they have put into place from the beginning. Uh, So I bring this up because Feeling good and being happy in our lives, whether you're in a relationship or not, feeling happy and feeling great in your relationships is so important because you're on the same journey. Your lives are running parallel to each other. You want to do everything possible to make sure that you put into place the things that matter That will get you to a level and to a degree where you are happy and the relationship is happy. Okay? So what comes first? I believe what comes first is we have to be happy individually. We have to be happy individually. Otherwise, do we really complement the partnership? Do we... Do we flatter the marriage? What 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 piece do we fit into if we're not happy people getting into a relationship? And you know, a lot of us make a false assumption and think, well, if just the right person would come along, it would just be life changing for me. And I'm not saying that doesn't occur; it happens quite frequently. But how I view those relationships is, I believe that those rocket star, um, superstar relationships occur because those people are complementing each other. They're not completing each other. There is a difference, okay? We cannot depend fully on another person to fulfill the needs that, that, that we yearn for in and, and, and the pit of who we are. It's impossible. Because what happens? If those people leave, what are you going to do? Your life's going to fall apart, you know? Sometimes, well, and that's normal and that happens from time. But, it, but, but, but we have to be able to stand and pick ourselves up, right? At, at, at the end of that time, yes? We got to be able to pick ourselves up. See, I believe that we we have to be you don't have to be skipping through the streets happy. But I do believe there has to be some contentment in, in, our, in our spirit so that we can complement someone in a partnership and in a relationship. I do believe that because I think that if someone is unhappy, personally speaking, that they may not be a great contributor or a great partner in a, in, in a marriage, in a partnership you know, because they're unhappy about something in their own lives with nobody there, you see. So yes, I do believe and I've seen it happen. And it's even happened to me, you know, where I could meet someone. And wow, you know, it was it was, you know, I when I met my husband, he was a compliment to me. He was, he complimented who I was. That's, that's the way it felt to me. I didn't feel like, wow, this is life changing. He complimented me and that's why we were best friends and, and very good friends for, for so long because it was a compliment for each other. You know, we weren't, we weren't each other's missing pieces but we were very flattering put in the same room together. You know, it felt right, it was comfortable and it felt natural uh, so um, i i, I don 't believe if, if you're if you 're looking for if your relationship didn 't work out and you 're looking for and you 're unhappy and you 're looking for someone to make you happy i don 't believe that can happen. What I do believe can happen is you you can meet a, a dynamic person that will complement you and give you and fulfill the needs for which you're yearning in a partnership. I do believe that, which can make you very happy, which, which makes us very, very happy. But that has to be there, you see. That has to be there. We have to be able to fulfill each other's needs according to the success of a, of a partnership. Otherwise, what's the sense of having a partnership, <laughs> you know? That, that's a prescription for, 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 for a partnership, you know. That is the prescription for marriage. Is, it's, it's like, right, do we ever go get the medicine when we don't need it? No. You know, what happens when you get the wrong medicine? It makes us sicker, yes? <laughs> you know, okay? When we take the wrong thing, by accident, oops, you know, I took the wrong medicine, you know. You know, when we get the prescription of a person... Who will fulfill the needs for which meets our match that 's a success right there it 's not the same thing as you know i 'm um, going to meet this person and a man is going to, it may change your life, but it won 't change your life because you weren 't happy and, and, and content on your own. It will complement your life it will complement you okay it will be it will fulfill your needs. You know it you know sometimes you get people behind you that um, are motivators you know they they motivate you and they inspire you that's that 's love right there that is love on steroids when we are in love we we just feel like we right the whole love can conquer all things. you feel so united and so strong, and some of us when we fall that deeply in love, I mean we just want to tell everybody right <laughs> you want to tell everybody. You know, because it is the fuel of that good loving that you're receiving that is making you feel absolutely invincible. It's amazing what love can do in a relationship. But how do we keep that love in a relationship? Sometimes it's just by doing simple things. I can't give a an, and. An, an overview, you know, in everyone's relationships because we all have a different story. But what I do find, if we keep doing the simple things, um, perhaps those are the things that will make a difference from us feeling like we're pulling at something or we're going in the same direction holding hands unitedly a very big it's a very big difference and an impact on how we feel when you're in a relationship you know if you ever been in a relationship you feel like you got to pull on them you know you ever been in a ladies in a relationship you got to ask for your you know, you've got to hint that you know what kind of flowers you like and what are your favorite things and you know we shouldn't have to do that you know because people who really love us are interested in who we are They're interested, they care. They're gonna know, it's like going to work unprepared and not knowing what to do, right? You ever go into a job and you see people like, what the hell, how the hell are they even working here? You know, (laughs) what the hell's going on? Um, It's like going into work unprepared, you'll get fired. So we have to be in the same mentality in our relationships to do the homework, and to be prepared in the marriage or the partnership, in our relationships, in the same intense mindset that we do with our careers. you know, That means things that are important to our partners, we should know what matters to them. We should know what their favorite things are. We should know what they're interested in. And if you don't know, you feel like there is a void there then perhaps the quality time for which to be spent is not simply enough. It's not enough. We have to make sure that quality time is there. Quality quality time means, if it means shutting the TV off, you know, one night. If it means going out to dinner and just gazing into each other's eyes and um, no shop talk, you know, no children talk at the table, just... 60 minutes of you and me time of what's important to you and I on this date. That's where dating is wonderful, you know, for, for marriages. Dating is amazing. Is to continue to date so that the laundry doesn't get in the way. You know, you're doing homework with someone. The dish has got to be done. You know, I got this work report I have to do. Dating is so important. Dating is like taking out an, an insurance policy on your marriage, you know. It's very, very important that we set aside that time and, because it makes us feel important to each other. And, it, and, 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 and to set aside that time, focus time, not on your phone, and really set it up, I mean, unless you're a, a, a physician and you're on call, okay, or someone that has to be on call, see whatever you can do, whatever arrangements you can make, so that when you put that time aside for your partner, that that 60 minutes or two hours of time is just for you and I time, that means no work, no work calls, and no shop talk, do the shop talk, do the shop talk at home, Or put a limit on the shop talk, 15 minutes of shop talk, and then it's it. Then it's you and I, just the way we were when we were getting to know each other, right? When we were hanging on every single letter and everything, when you first first meet. You just want to know everything, right? When we put these things in place... You'll never have to be concerned about waking up one day and and saying, Who the hell is this sleeping next to me? I have no clue. I don't know who this is. Or the other story that you're so busy raising children, the children are now in high school, and you go on your first date in 20 years and realize that you guys have nothing to talk about. (laughs) It's very common. Why? Because all of them years, for 20 years, you've been, it was all been about the babies, work, the house, the dishes, the this and that, and the scheduled, you know, lovemaking that, that you have. But you will discover that with all of that going on, which is amazing and courageous to, to raise and grow and develop a family, but you'll discover that what was missing was the you and me time, that the kids are wonderful, they're balanced, they're great, you know, you both got great jobs, everything's amazing, the family's wonderful. But when you go on that first date that you haven't went on for 20 years, you realize as you're staring at each other that you don't even know, there's an awkwardness, and I've, I've had people I know go through this. There's an awkwardness, and they don't even know what to say because they haven't taken the time to really know what is interesting to their partners. They have grown apart considerably by wide margins, which their friendships have more knowledge about them personally than they do with each other. And that really just should not be. So, you know, if we do these things, we date make the time to stay in love. It's not enough that we have the commitment to the partnership. And I know a lot of people, they make a commitment and they're, you know, we've been married for, you know, you know, 50, 50 some odd years to be committed is, is, is admirable. It's, 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 it's unbelievable, the commitment because people today, it's very hard to make a commitment but make the commitment beyond raising the children, beyond keeping the great job, beyond I got to make all this money, let me get the mortgage paid. Make the commitment to staying in love. It's a whole different mindset of way of thinking. You're not just think, well, I'm committed, I got to take care of this, that, and the other. Yes, that's part, that's part of the package. But the bigger part of the package is what matters the most. And the bigger part of the package is make the commitment to stay in love and everything else will fall into place. Because the love or not being in love will do bigger things and greater things in, in, the, in the longevity of your partnership or do the most damaging things in your partnership. Okay? The co- make a commitment to stay in love is as hard as you make the commitment to find that six figure job that you're bankrolling, okay. Make the same sort of intense commitment to uh, you know, I'm gonna stay in love, damn. I don't care what it's going to take. Come on, <laughs> you know, my mom's coming over, she's got the kids tonight, okay. And if you're in a position where there is no one to leave the children with, bring the kids with you. Busy them with crayons. Bring things with them that that they can uh, uh, occupy themselves. And between the time that they're having a ball, doing what they're doing, be engaging with each other and gazing into each other's eyes and, you know, authentically interested in what, each other has to say about what is going on and what matters to them is very very important, in, in in the in the whole big picture of your partnership. We can never get so busy in other aspects of our lives that that compo- that we overlook that the commitment to stay in love, you know. So, you know, and you can you can follow me i would be so honored if if you followed me on on social media bear this and that you can find me on twitter and all those wonderful social media sites and it's it's tips and 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 things little things to do that keeps the meaning of why at the top of the list <laughs> okay the meaning of why you know like how did we even get together why because don't, we can never forget that. And, you know, when I come across people that are getting newly married, I, and sometimes I post these things to you, I say to them, keep a, keep a photograph of each other on your desk. So number one, you never forget that you're married, okay? The other thing is that you don't forget your commitment. And, and looking at someone that you're in love with Keeps you in love, and just you know, you're gonna set the pictures in the drawer and just take them out when when the family arrives. Okay, <laughs> okay, keep it, keep it near and dear, where and 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 where others can see. Okay, this is a wonderful thing to be in love and set examples of what love can do and how powerful love is. Put the message out of what's important to you to the people around you that work with you. Put that message out to them so that they know, not that you tie it up with, with, with shackles around around your hands and ankles, but that this is love speaking on my desk. This is what I love. This is what's important to me. This is a part of the reason why I have committed to do what I do for you, Mister Mr. Employer, of how hard I work for you because of this here that sends out a very different message to people and I, and I tell you it's a very it's a it's a wonderful thing because the way we manage our lives personally is in the eyes of leadership to many okay there's always people looking at us how we're doing things what they say or not or how you perceive that they're looking or not people are always paying attention they're always seeing what you do or not it's a great way to lead, and it is a great, healthy thing for your heart to have the people for which you're committed to sitting in front of you. you know you can never get distracted and you can never forget. yes, the other thing I say is, um, always remember the reason of why it all began. you know, if you can ever look into your partner 's eyes. The same way and fashion for which you did the first day. And never forget that. Never forget that day of what that was like the first time that you said, I love you. And the first time you were able to proudly receive it back. And we do forget that sometimes. It becomes some far off thing that, oh my God, that was so long ago. No, we, we have to keep that fresh because why? That's how this whole thing got started. How could you forget that? You know, okay? That would be like forgetting the time that you, that you conceived a child, right? Talk about that moment. Could you forget that moment? Because now they're, you know, they're, they're walking around your house, you know, over six foot tall, some of them, yes? So bring, bring it back to the reason of why. And that will keep the meaning of your purpose and commitment to the relationship fresh. It will keep it fresh. The meaning of why, the reason of why, it keeps it fresh. And and I like to say um, the reason of why you fell in love with this person. All of those things and, uh, you know all of the reasons why you fell in love with them. Never forget those reasons why you fell in love with them. Never forget. Always remember why it is you fell in love with them because you wanna keep those memories fresh and you also don't want that stuff to disappear and, and disappear into Never Never Land. You know, you want to still see those qualities And the greatness about the longevity of long-term relationships is a man's great qualities only gets better and grows like the rarest glasses of wine, okay? A a great character is, is an antique, you know, becomes an antique. It becomes something so worthy, so high quality. A treasure in our lives is what that love Becomes to us okay, those people symbolize a treasure, a gem that we have within our arm's reach that we're able to embrace a lot of us every night, right? Every evening, embrace it. It is the most valuable thing that you have in your lives. The commitment not to the piece of paper, not to the agreement, the commitment to stay in love must be on top of the priority list when you're doing, we're, we're about to roll up again to, to yearly goals, right? New Year's, we, we do yearly goals. The commitment to doing all the things that are going to keep us in love. That's the name of the game. Because when we're in love, get, we're happy, right? When you first fell in love, you were happy. When we're in love, we're happy. When we fall out of love, it becomes a struggle, it becomes a battle, it becomes hard, hard work, it's this, it's that, it becomes impossible, yes? But when we're happy, we just go along, and it's smooth, and it flows, and you're not annoyed, and you don't feel disrupted, and you feel good, and you don't feel like there's an intruder sleeping next to you. It all feels natural. Like the, like the feeling of the skin on our bones. That's, that's the way you want relationships to fit into your lives. We should never feel like we're forcing something to fit. If I just do this, if I just do that, no, that's not, it's not going to happen. If it's not natural, I don't care what you do, you'll be fighting a battle your, your, the, the whole, your whole life with, with people it has to feel like a perfect fit and I don't I'm not saying a perfect relationship I said it has to feel like a perfect fit in other words like right when when we're sitting down we're doing the puzzle and we find and that one person comes up with the one piece and it just glides right in there right It's like going to park your car in the garage, yes? It just, you put it right in there, nice and smooth, right? (laughs) Nice and smooth. Nothing's in the way. There's total clearance for you to pull in and shut the door and mm, you're in. Yes, you're in like Flint. Woo! Um, When we don't force things, love flows. Love grows. It develops. And in time, whether it's 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 or 60 years, yes, we're going to have stumbling things and this and that because life comes at us sometimes. at speeds for which we sometimes we're not even prepared for how life will come at us. But when you have the strength of something that is bonded and, and embraced and in that kind of, of rooted in love like that, you will be able to overcome just about anything that tries to come in or, or life coming at you. You will be able to shoe it out. You will be able to settle it and, and, and get all the wrinkles and bump, and bumps out without throwing out the relationship. Okay, as you're shaking out the sheets, you know, when stuff starts to fall out, without your relationship falling out with the bumps and the wrinkles, you will be able to preserve the one beautiful thing that you have taken so much time to protect and layer and nurture in love. A commitment to staying in love is the name of the game, okay? And you know what? When we're really in love, it, it's, it feels easy. It should feel, great relationships should feel easy. If they're hard and it feels like, oh, shit, I don't feel like going home today. You know, if you're having feelings of of contention and and anxiousness and, you know, anxiety, um, being with your partner, something is wrong in a very big way. It should feel natural. It should feel like a second layer of skin that the both of you could be in your home, Doing whatever you, both of you do, and both feeling really, really comfortable, like you're like you married your best friend. That's what it should feel like. It should feel. I'm not saying you can't have other best friends. We could have a lot of best friends, by the way, but it should feel so natural and so comforting, like you married your best friend. And that's when my friends. There will not, There will not be a battle in your in your relationships, you know doing all the little things that matter you know that, that I post all these little things you know and then some and and i say i I love to to hear back from people and forgive me if you 've written to me and i haven't gotten back to you and i'm, I'm going to make sure I get back to people but Um, I do want to hear your ideas. I would love to hear what you're doing in your relationships with COVID and and maybe how that's affected your relationship and what have you done to make a difference, to to overcome it and gain some normalcy back in your home. I would love to hear those things from you. Otherwise, I'm going to thank you so much. For those who are listening to me, (laughs) I honor you. I thank you and with much gratitude, uh, I walk in humility that you take your time to listen to me. And for those who haven't listened to me, man, you just don't know what you're missing. (laughs) You just have to come aboard. You have to come in because I need new listeners. The more listeners I have, the more we can get together. You know, it takes a team to win, yes? It takes a big team do things in the world today. So the more feedback, the more conversations that I'm having with people, the more as a whole and as a team, we can win this thing, this thing, this great thing called life. I love you so much. I thank you. And I wish for the rest of your evening that you have a beautiful night. Bye bye. Good morning and welcome to Bear This and That Relationship Radio. I'm your host, Cynthia DeLeonardo. It is a wonderful pleasure to have the opportunity to come to you this Friday early morning. It's well mid-morning, right? It's, you can still have breakfast now or, we're, or most of us are probably, you know, preparing for lunch or hopefully you're planning on getting out today. Today in the Northeast is absolutely up. A- perfection. I think the hide today is going to be like in the early 80s, which is really perfect. But, you know, we've had Uh, a week a week a couple of weeks of just sweltering humidity you know and even in low temperatures humidity (laughs) just really beats you down doesn't it especially you know uh, us women today on Friday if we're going to go out after work today right even if you have straight hair it it, there's a frizz there you know it's like there's a fro you know but today is perfect today is really beautiful so if you have an opportunity to get out and do your lunch outdoors today with some friends and and a celebration of a a beautiful upcoming weekend. I'm telling you, I highly recommend it. A quick sandwich, a soup or something, but get outdoors today and, and allow it to completely rejuvenate you as you make your way back in and close your successful week. Today, I really want to mix it up. and and I want to bring something new to you. And, you know, I don't do a question and answer thing, but but that is something that I want to do. And that's something that I want to write about because it's something that I enjoy doing. And I think it it, it comes very natural for me. So I'm going to open that up on the show today and I'm going to address. uh, It seems that when I do my reading, they're the most inquired about topics out there that couples have when couples decide... Uh, to reach out to people. These are the things that I most hear and read about. Uh, So I'm just going to put it out there and then I'm going to give a very short, a very brief solution. And for those of you that, you know, want a longer version, you know, you can always contact me on social media, but um, I'm going to give you a very quick and brief solution to uh, the path that you should take for all of these problems. Okay, so uh, there's five issues here that need to be addressed. Uh, so, so the first one, um, dear bear this and that, I love my partner, you know, and we've been together for a while. But our relationship has become very dull. <laughs> okay? It's become very dull. And now it is really, really boring. I don't want to seek new partnership. I'm really not uh, attracted to anyone else that I see. So I, I'm i pretty sure that I'm still in love and committed to this love thing. But my relationship when I go home, it's dull and seems really lifeless. Dear than This and That, please help me how can i put some life and some love in a very liking relationship okay well what i would say to you is uh you've been really smart and and clever and wise being able to do the the homework with how you feel about your relationship in other words you've already decided and you know that you're in love with this person so that's great that's the biggest news that you have to that that you have is that the good news here is that you're really you're in love. The good news is is that the fact that you're not attracted and you're not making moves in, 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 in a lot of different directions also represents that you're you're committed. So here are the great things that you have going on. your commitment uh, and your love for the relationship. And what does that say to me? It says this, wor- this is this relationship worth saving? And I would say absolutely. It's absolutely worth saving. Now, here's the work part. Here's what you got to do. You're going to uh, have to sit next to your partner and try to give your very best to them. In other words, sometimes when our relationships take on this kind of a shell of appearance, it's be- we-, we start to emulate what we're feeling and then we and and it becomes a cycle we start emulating and imitating what we're feeling and doing and then you know what where the relationship may have been 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 uh traveling on some rocky grounds now we have also brought into the relationship lifelessness uh, uh, that has brought on by our mentality of hopelessness right because a lot of times when these things happen to our relationship become boring and listless and all those things we, we we also start to kind of step back and we lose hope in the relationship so what happens is people really stop investing okay you stop investing and sometimes we don't even remember when then I start doing that? When did I stop really giving? And when did I, you know, take on the attitude that I was no longer investing? And that's what happens to the best of relationships. We stop giving. Okay, we stop investing. And what happens is, you might still be in love, you might still be committed. But it's almost like allowing a bank account to stand still. Right? What's happening is you got all your bills on auto pay. all your bills are going to be debited out of that account. But what happens on the day that you decide that you're no longer putting any checks in? Okay. You've just cut the deposit or we lose our jobs. Right. So those bills keep coming. Those debits are going to happen. But there's no longer any investments being made to the bank account. Okay. So what happens? The bank, you, you go, we go bankrupt. Okay, financially. Financially, we call that a bankruptcy. Okay. Here's the difference. In bankruptcy, they file a Chapter 11, which means it's reworkable. We got we to do a little bit of this. We got to do a little bit of that. You know, we take a little bit from here to pay this and all that. Okay. And we're going to work this out. What happens is you're forced to sit down and, and formulate a plan that, that can promise some sort of success before the bank will, will issue you and cover the debt and say, it's okay, we can slow down these arrangements. Now that I know you're going to do it, I know you're committed because you got a plan, right? That's what happens in business. But the same thing happens in our relationships. Okay, the fact that you said that you're in love is the first thing that's like, because that's the first thing I ask people, are <laughs> you love this person? Because there's no there's no sense of going down a long winding road of, of, of talking about solutions. If you've already pulled out completely. Okay, so and 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 that's in business. And then there's the other kind of financial loss when we when we filed a Chapter Seven. It's finished. It's over, man. Right? Let's just do what we have to do here to clean up this mess. All right? We're walking away. You're gonna go that way. I'm gonna go this way. We're done here. Right? So there is the differences in business and relationships work the same exact way. Okay. You're in love and you're still committed. So what does that represent? It means it's still alive. It means it's still workable. It means you're still there even though your, 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 um, your intentions um, have pulled away. Okay, but you are still there in the relationship wanting something to happen. Sometimes you're waiting for another shoe to fall. Sometimes we start living in fear in those kind of relationships. I'm not talking about fear physically. I'm talking about the fear of, you know, everything's been going wrong here. And what happens instead of people that they start to do something, they stand still and they freeze in the relationships. And that's why for so many years, it gives clear explanation to... (coughs) To why people can be married for these long periods of time. But you know what? For 10 years, people could could be that way. Be in that phase of their relationship where they're just frozen. All right? You're not investing anything, but you're not taking away anything. We're just here surviving. And that's a lot of marriages. So the fact that you've been married for a zillion years really doesn't give light and honor to anything unless it was a great, enjoyable life for both of you. Right? So... What you have in your favor is the strengths and strings of the relationship that that, the love and the commitment holds the power, it yields the power. Okay, so the fact that you still have the power in that relationship means it's workable. It means it's going to happen, but you got to do some work now, okay? Now is the time, you know, on your way home today, you got to stop by Ace Hardware, you got to go by Home Depot, and you got to pick up all these tools that you need, because now you really have to do some work, okay? You just can't say, well, this thing's on autopilot. It's not on autopilot. It's no longer moving. It's frozen, okay? What I want you to do is to get in with your partner, And I want you to start giving and investing. I want you to look at your partner. That's your bank right there. Your partner is your bank, right? We come in like banks. We're huge. Why? Because we're the whole lifeline of this relationship. Your partner is your bank, okay? So when you go home today, I want you to look at them and see your bank, okay? It's your personal bank. It's got your emotions in it, it's got your feelings, it's got your whole life wrapped around it, all right? You can't afford for this thing to ever run out of anything, all right? Think of it like that and you'll be more pressed and pulled to wanna make an investment. Think of it, man, this, right, our banks, right? Don't we go crazy when we, when we figure out, oh, my God, a check just, you know, another bill just went and I didn't deposit my check yet. We go crazy, don't we? We show up at the bank physically. You can't do this. And we start making all the arrangements. But what we're doing is we're doing the work, okay? We're doing the work. Panic or not, we're doing the work. So when, you, when you're with your partner today, start giving, okay? And never mind what you're getting back right now just start we have to start someplace so just start giving okay and don't don't take up in your partnership this is a very slippery road here when we start putting score on people when we start rating people i gave the last time and you didn't do this and you know what i mean you know, you got to make up your mind. Is this a game or is this a, a, a loving relationship you're trying to create here? Because if it's a game, you can go do that with your pals and your friendships, okay? But if this is a love story, this is a love relationship, this is your life that you have invested in, okay? This is not a game. There's no keeping score here. Either you want to give or you don't or you're out. It's, it's just that simple, all right? So if you're in a love relationship, you got we have to create that start giving. Okay. It happens a lot of different ways because the other person can feel just like you. They're just stuck and frozen in time. All right. And and then they'll start giving. Okay. Just start giving. Start here. I don't want to give you so many things and I don't want to, I don't want to fortune tell your story without talking to two people. But start giving and don't and and and, and do do a wait and see. This is not the time to do a wait and see. Just keep on giving, okay? Keep on doing, all right? And Rebecca, are back. You're listening to Bear This and That Relationship Radio. I'm your host, Cynthia DeLeonardo. So I'm doing something a little different today, and I'm doing a segment. I just called it. I just named it out. I called it out. What do I do, okay? It's, it's just relationship questions. What do I do, right, when we don't know what else to do, right? When we don't really know what to do and I was on uh the first question and I was really wrapping up the first question and the first question is uh when our relationships become dull and listless and but the love and the commitment is still there so that's a that's a very very good sign and that means the relationships are workable that means you know what Go back and just start giving no matter what your partner is giving. Don't keep score. You know, they didn't show me anything today. Just give and keep giving because you've already said, I'm in love and I'm committed. Just give and and keep giving because what we don't know is how they feel unless you're asking them. And what I would say also in this situation is don't press your partner. Because when, when people are put on the spot, it's awkward. And sometimes people really don't want to say anything. Just keep giving. And a lot of times people will just start talking. They'll say, you know, that made me feel really great today. I was starting to get worried that you didn't care about me. You know, people will start talking, sometimes voluntarily, without, them, without you pressing them. And uh, sometimes when people are pressed... It depends on the person but they may or may not really want to talk about how they're feeling and sometimes they may not even know how they feel you know relationships depending on your life circumstances what's going on around you you really really don't know how people are feeling because our circumstances really predetermine how we feel about a lot of different things, right? If you, you know, if you find out your mom just, you know, the person's mother just died six months ago or something, or with the COVID thing that one of you's lost your job, that weighs in very heavily and deeply into the impact of how people are feeling, which impacts their personal relationships. So... What I would say to you is that you have uh, are doing, I congratulate people who have done this kind of work on their relationships, that uh, even if you don't know what's happening, you have declared that you are still in love and that you are committed in your relationship. And that is to be commended. And I say for all the people who are out there and do that work. Instead of walking away or instead of going into a direction where there's nothing worse than you do, you take an action and your partner is left clueless and out in the dark. That is the worst thing. I do not recommend doing that. Even if you say it's over, I do not ever, ever recommending leaving someone that you married and brought to the altar, leaving, holding the bag. It's just some things are just ethically wrong. So, you know, it it makes me really happy if people are doing this kind of work, okay? That means to be able to, even if it's over, say, you know what, my intentions were good, things were were great, but here's what I think happened. I think this impacted our relationship. I think this happened and that happened. And you know what, we're here today. And because we're here today, this is what I'm doing. You know, I think when we give people that, it alleviates a lot of um, uh, unintentional, horrible things that, that, that come to light in our experience, right? It really leaves sour lemons going two different ways. You can really bless your lives if you do it the right way, people. No matter that you're, you're, you're cutting the cord, okay? You're, you're cutting and you're going two separate ways. Do it the right way. Okay, it actually, I do believe it really sets about some really great karma. Really, I think there's something to be said about the universe about when you create things and the kind of energy that you want to follow you is to do, is that there's a way to do everything. And sometimes when it's nasty, even if you're leaving, you say, well, why do that? Because it's just the right thing to do sometimes. Sometimes morals and ethics play big. It, it, as, as, ethics and moral sitting at the table and the chair opposite you is huge, people. It makes a big difference on how people will respect you or not when you leave the table. It doesn't matter that you'll never see them again. Doing things with, with that chair at the table, okay, playing big. Is huge for the blessings of your life. Ethically, it's just a big deal to me. Okay, so, so th- that's what I have, and we'll finish off that one. The, the and I'll follow it up with the second question. You know, my partner, I discovered that there's infidelity in the relationship, and we we've discussed it, and I'm still in love with my partner, and I'm still committed to my partner, but I don't know how to heal it. Okay, that is one of the number one questions that I see when I'm reading. When I'm doing, you know, reading, I just see that that people, a lot of people, really don't want to end their relationship. And I know there's there are people who do that. That's it's grounds for divorce. But it would surprise you to know that more than fifty percent of couples don't want to end things because it it gives heavy weight to that the heart really means something. Okay, they're still in love with their partner and when and when the heart is weighing heavily in relationships it's huge right so the so um, my my answer to people is infidelity is yes infidelity is absolutely can be healed but both partners have have to be cooperative okay that's the, that's the thing right there it has to be both partners come together in unity and say that you say you know what um I know this happened, and I'm I love you, and it didn't happen because I fell out of love with you. It happened because, and what I do recommend is that you really do give them a reason. If you don't know the reason, you need to find the reason because well, finding that reason and nailing it down so it can't move, okay, well, it's a preventive for it not to happen again, not to occur again, okay. Uh, doing the work behind this type of dilemma will be the one thing that could either hold you back from really regaining your steps into, back into this relationship and stride so that you're now in sync again as you were. If you don't do the work here and you just go back together because it's just a hard thing, you will never uncover the why, and if you don't know why, you can't you, you can't fix it. It's like bringing your appliance, you know, to the back to the appliance store because it's not working, right? It's not washing the dishes correctly, right? Well, somebody's got to get in there and do the work. You didn't, but you're paying someone to get in there and pull it apart to discover why, right? because now they're they 're going to find out why, and now they're going to be able to go back into their toolbox and fix it, okay, and adjust it whatever has to be done, but nothing can be repaired without discovering of why you had the affair okay what 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 got you to the point that you were even looking somewhere else because that's really where it starts it's not of course, and you know every day I see people, and when I was married, you know you see I was doing business with all kinds of powerful men and attractive beautiful men and you know I had all that around me every single day and I wasn't attracted to it intimately you know I would admire wow you know I love the way he dresses he's you know so so good looking and all that but intimately it didn't spark anything and it didn't spark anything because I wasn't looking that way It's a whole different look. We know what it is, right? It's a whole different way to look at people, right? Are you looking or are you like, you you are really looking, right? Okay. So we know the difference of whether we're looking and it's attractive people, men and women, or are we like, wait a minute, you know, you are really looking, okay? You have to discover what got you there, okay? Because you can't say you're always looking. If you're always looking, you shouldn't even be married, okay? You should not be in a relationship, then you weren't ready. If you're in a place where you're still looking and you're still... If if, if temptation has, has, has got you living on the edge, then you really are not in a place where you should be in a committed relationship. I have to be very honest there, okay? And it's a very natural... Uh, sensation to feel those types of cravings and temptation and it's a wonderful thing but it has to be it has to be timely appropriate okay it has to be appropriate and if you're in a committed relationship you lay down an oath on someone in unity that's what they're expecting okay that's what you said when you took that oath when you made that arrangement when you decided to live together, when you said I wanted to date steady, that's all the things that you said, okay? If you're out and about and you are attractive and could hop in a bed with a lot of different people if they gave you the the right nod, then you're not ready, okay? Then you are still shopping and you're still dating and you're still wanting, having a good time and some fun. And I would say to you, in all fairness to your partner, that you really got to pull out of that relationship. It's really, really unfair to someone that they have invested 100% into you and you've discovered that that same reciprocation, which you agree to, is not occurring. You have to pull out of those relationships and it's the way it is. But for the long haul, it'll be the healthier thing for both partners because you're not ha- going to be happy and you're always going to find someone else that you want to be with, Right. And they're going to be devastated all the time, okay? Uh, You have to end those relationships. And and, and just, you know, listen, I didn't know that I wasn't ready, but I've discovered that I'm not ready. And as hurtful as it is, and as horrible as it sounds, it is the best and right thing to do, okay? For the integrity and the humane part of people's lives. It's just, it, it is the humane thing to do. Okay, I would not take these people any further. Both partners, that's what I mean by both partners. Yes, it is absolutely infidelity, is absolutely healable, but both partners have to be honest with themselves and know why they ended up there, okay? And it is work no matter how um, humiliating it is to you, you know you really have to do the work because I would say to you, if you skip that part, if you skip it you 're going to be harming yourself in your future, and you 're going to be dragging some innocent person along with you, possibly kids and everything else in into so Divorce is nasty on children. I know kids are resilient. And, and, and there are a lot, kids are a lot of different things. And I know some of the best divorces work out and, and everything. But it is still a very hurtful thing for them to go through people. Okay? I mean, just take off the mask for a minute. It is a horrible thing and, and that kids have to be dragged through that. You know, then the courts get involved. And, and, the, and then it gets nasty that you can't see them. If you're there in your life and you know this is how you feel, I ask you to make an exit before the kids come, before you create this whole big phony thing, okay, that you're really not immersed in 100%, okay, just do that, and and I really believe even as devastated as people might be that you've decided to leave, when you explain it this way to people or let them even listen to the podcast, they'll have more respect for you. They really will because it will give them an opportunity to go meet someone that will be ready. You understand what I'm saying? Because there are a lot of people who want that. Okay, as much as you may not have been ready for it and you may decide you don't want it, okay, there's a lot of people out there who are ready and who do want it. And not allowing your partner selfishly to not have that is wrong okay it's really wrong so I would I plead with you today respectfully if there's anyone else like if there's anyone out there in this position in your life in your relationships to take the exit out okay take the exit out okay and leave your partner with the opportunity for happiness in the life of that that they deserve okay and it's because a year from now, two, three years from now, they may hate you today. and may be devastated that the relationship's coming to an end. But in a year to two, three, to and in, in a year to five years from now, okay, they'll be singing a much different story. And they'll be happy and they'll respect you for it that they found the love that they really needed and deserved, okay? That they have, that created the family. There's nothing worse than when people don't show up that you're wondering whose bed they're in, all right? And nobody wants to live like that, okay, really, okay? So if that's where you're at, that's where you're at, make your exit. But as you're taking this journey and you're discovering the why you had the affair because it was just a boneheaded thing that you did, you know... um, you got to clean it up a little bit. If that's where what you don't want in your life, then it means you got to clone. You got to clean up your boneheaded actions. Okay, it means maybe you got to do some growing up, and it's about standing up to our commitment or not. You know, you have a choice. Okay, but if both partners say, you know, it was a mistake, we did it because we were both in a boneheaded phase, right? We were both in a boneheaded phase, right? Well, we got mad and sometimes it's a lack of maturity too right sometimes right sometimes we argue and we have a fight with our partner and, and 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 one partner goes well I'm just gonna go out to the club tonight and they, oh, they, they just laid out the red carpet you know for something absolutely amazing to walk in that night yes and then the other partner well they did that I ate at the club tonight so I'm gonna go to the club tomorrow so now you both are guilty right so sometimes maturity plays big on our infidelity. Yes, some because sometimes the infidelity is a sheer accident, or a play to our to satisfy our ego, right? Sometimes it's just to satisfy our ego. I'll show her, you know, it's all these women out there want me. Hell, I don't have to be putting up with this nonsense, right? I'm out of here, and you're out of there, and 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 that night in bed with someone, right? Uh, so. It, it is a commitment is is such a huge thing in people's lives. And people, what I can't emphasize more is commitment is a representation of who you are. Okay, it's not some far away distant thing that you sign up for and you just sign in today, you know, but tomorrow, who knows, right? Commitment is saying, this is who I am. This is how I'm representing. And this is what I promise. And that's all you. Okay, it's a reflection of who we are that you made that commitment. So now people are counting on you. It's no different than when you're going for a job interview that you're so eager for. It's like falling in love, right? It's like, oh, you can't wait to get there, right? You cannot wait if you could just get this job, right? This is your dream job. And then you get the job. Okay, so there's expectations there. You made a commitment, you made a commitment, you're gonna show up on time every day, you're gonna do your best work, okay? You're not gonna skip out uh, on truancy and not show up, you're gonna show up, you made a commitment to your career, yes? Commitments in our relationships are the same exact thing, there's expectations, okay? We said that we were going to do something, okay? We have to step up to that responsibility, it's 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 an it's an accountability for the responsibility that you just signed on the dotted line for. You just said, "I am now responsible for this, right, and that, right." So now you're on the line. That's right. Not what they call it. You're on the line. Okay. Um, so you know when we take these commitments, it's a real big girl, big boy thing. It really is, and it's not a matter of you have a fight and then you run off and, you know, or you have, you know, you're trying to make someone jealous. So you're racing off to you running into the arms of your Facebook pal or something. It is really accountability. And you are putting every ounce of integrity that you are worth on the line. Okay. Everything that you feel you are worth and you said what I am worth you have put it on someone's dotted line. You know what? We got to live up to that, okay? And if there's a time that we can't, then we should also say, I can't, I can't live up to this, you know, and I'm crumbling and I'll tell you why, right? Um, but when, so sometimes it's a maturity thing. So it's about sitting together and, and really looking into each other's souls and saying, do you really want to do this? Okay, really? Do you really want to? Are you up for this? All right. And it's being able to feel out someone's heart and soul. Nobody wants to feel like they got to pull you through the relationship. It's just no fun that way. Okay. It's fine that you don't want to leave. It's fine that you still love me. But am I pulling you around? Okay. I don't want to put a collar on you. Okay. That's not the way people want to have their relationships. Okay. With a leash and a collar and everything. It's a very big grown-up thing, and it is about can you do this, okay? And then the next question is, well, no, the first, I'm sorry, like I, I got it backwards. The first question is, do you want to do this? That's the first thing. Do you want to do this, okay? When you sit down with your partner, this is how you heal infidelity. Do you want to do this? Am, and, and, and am I the one that you want to do this with? That is the question, okay? The second question is, okay, now that I know you want to do this, and now that I know that I'm the one you want to do this with, can you do this, okay? And you really have to, to and if you need a few days, or you need a week, don't take more than a week, people. It's very, it's very you know what I mean? It could be grounds of divorce if, if someone asks you this question and you don't get back to them, all right? Get back to them in a timely manner. Say, you know what? I need a couple of days because I, gotta, I got I to make sure that I come up with the right thing for you. This is not a, a, a shallow thing that I just want to bark out. I want to come up with something that really is going to come from my heart and soul. Okay, And you know what? I think that's even better. You know, if you say, you know what? I want to think more about this and I, and I want to... I owe you that. And I owe you to really share with you how I feel about this relationship. And you know what? No one could fault you for that. If anything, they might fall a little deeper in love with you because of it. Okay. And then come back, come back to them in a day or two with whatever you have. Okay. And I tell you, depending on what you come up with, you might just completely sweep your partner. Up into your arms. I mean, I tell you, we can really come out with some things from the heart if you really want to. Okay, you could write something, you know, you can help yourself if you want to write it. You could, there's a lot of different paths and roads you can travel on with this type of thing. But if it's this relationship is really worthy to you and um, you want to take a couple of days just to make sure you say the right things and that you really put the importance on it that you believe the relationship is owed we'll do that okay just say you know what it's a great question and I love that question and I want to answer it but I want to answer it fairly and I want to answer it giving giving you giving you everything that I have okay and sometimes people I also come from the school that um when we have walked down the aisle with someone, I kind of think we owe them something, even if we're walking away, because you promise, you, you, you promise people stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, wait a minute. Then you love and honor this person? Well, now how could they be a complete piece of garbage? You know what I mean? Th- th- that's what I say to you, that um, the more respectful we can be, the more respectful, I think, is who we become as people without them. Individually, you stand on your own, and you stand really tall, I mean, you can leave relationships and be so, so much bigger than you were, even in the entirety of the relationship, is how you handle the closing of that relationship, okay? How you show your ass or not, right? Um, okay, let me see how much time I got, okay. Uh, all right, so let me go on to another question. And then, the, and then the other biggest question that I see is some sort of family conflict somewhere, it's sometimes with the siblings. Sometimes my mother-in-law hates me. You know, <laughs> right? There's sometimes there's no peace. You know, even when you're trying to arrange your 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 wedding seating, right? This one can't sit next to that one, and there's a mini war going on at the reception. You can't do the pre-wedding thing because everybody hates everybody. Family conflict is really horrible. And and you know what? It actually ends a lot of relationships. That's why I I want to talk about this one today. It ends a lot of relationships. People leave because the pressure of trying to please all those people all the time, all the arguing, all the bickering, right? There's actually people in this world that a lot of their fights has nothing to do with them all of their fights is about somebody in the family. It's about somebody in the family. It has nothing to do with their compatibility, nothing to do with their intimacy, nothing to do with with their friendship, nothing to do with loyalty or infidelity. It's about family conflict and the bickering and all the trouble that people can really spark. It's nasty. I've been on the brink of that. You know, like, like one time I was on the brink of that and I tell you, the only way that we were able to shut it down, and you do have to shut it down sometimes people, there ain't no other word to, 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 to use on it, is you have to come together in unity. If you have this type of thing going on in your world Okay, you're going to see these people, right? You're going to see them all the time. They may pop up unannounced. You may have to show up at their homes. They may have to do things with your children. You're going to see these people. What I urge you is to find a lot of ways to get along with these people and patch it up because it will be a living nightmare of hell if you don't, okay? And nobody really wants to raise their children around that kind of climate. Nobody wants to. You know, the aunt is, 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 is you know, is, 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 you know is, is grandstanding the mother. You know what I mean? A lot of horrible things happen here where people take start grandstanding. You do not want people grandstanding in your house, okay? You do not want people grandstanding you in front of your children, okay? It is the, it is the most fatal way in a relationship and it, it is most fatal way for people to completely pull out their investment in you they totally lose respect for you totally and it can happen all at one time not in small little increments that's decent and graceful they can pull out all at one time and all it takes is one really wrong move and people do that and they grandstand and they do really inappropriate things in front of other people One of the things, the lessons that um, I remember very vividly of getting from my own parents was to never grandstand. they were like, no matter what you do, it's not the thing to do. Take people aside privately, okay? As teachers, everybody, you know, sometimes people do and they do it and they do it and they do it viciously. Okay, they have to have an audience there for which they do their dirty, and i 'll give an example. Have you ever worked into walked into a place or maybe even worked in a place, but have you ever walked into a business organization and you're shopping and you hear some poor sales representative getting their whole behind handed to them by a manager right and it is the most it is the most uncomfortable. Situation to have to be privy to our eyes just shouldn't be privy to that. Number one, it's a horrible way to berate people. It's just terrible. You know, people make a mistake. People, we're people. We make mistakes. But when to berating people and tearing them down. And really what I call it, as I call it, stripping people. You start stripping them of their integrity, of their self-esteem, of their moral values. You start stripping all those layers away that it's taken people a lifetime to shield themselves in. That's what you do, right? As parents, right, we, we invest a whole life into getting those shields of protection around those people. And that man just stripped her down in about five minutes time, okay? And these people are now walking around naked, right? It's a terrible thing to do to grandstand, okay? And, and, and it happens very commonly in families. Sometimes at reunions and at holidays and really inappropriate times as we can't hold our tongue and we cannot contain and discipline our temper. I beg you to please find other ways to do these things, family, Find other ways to find a way to learn how to behave and find a way and a path to do and and, and handle your business, please. That is the worst thing to do to people. And it is the worst way to handle. And I have seen those. I have seen a lot of those things happen within my own family, within my own family. And what my husband and I did, because my husband's like, you know, some of us got some issues here, right? I'm sorry that you had to see them, but it's clear. Yes, yes. We said, and we took an oath to each other, an agreement that that couldn't happen in our home. That we, we said to people, okay, and I, I had my husband do it because that was the right thing to do for him to handle his own family. But the, but the, but the rule was when you came into our home for dinner, for any sort of social reunion that we were having or, or thing, or birth, because I had a lot of, you know, my, my kid had a lot of parties and stuff, a lot of birthday parties. If you come here and you're having a conflict with, with that one over there or this one over here, that is not to be handled in our home. Okay, so the, the rule was whatever you had to park it, don't even put it on our at our door. Park it and handle it before you get here, please. Park it and handle it. Okay, we did not want that in our home, and we did not want that behavior to 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 grandstand itself in front of our children and all of our friendships and stuff for the for the for the integrity the ethics and 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 for the embarrassment okay we didn't want it so that was the rule uh that's what you have to do people if you're handling things like this you have to say you know what I know a lot of us have some we're not always agreeable all the time but I would really urgently ask you to get on the phone meet for coffee. Handle your business so that when we all get together, it can be what it's supposed to be. It can actually function, okay? It can take action in the direction for which it's supposed to go, okay? Handle your business and handle your business appropriately, okay? So how does that represent itself? My husband and I were once dealing with, with a family issue and it had to do with our wedding and, and, and it was it's it's it, the story was broadcast, not everybody knows it, but it had to do with our our wedding. And it was the way that we decided to get married. We decided we didn't want a big wedding. We'd looked at our ages and we thought, you know what, we don't have that kind of money to burn and all the monies that we're saving is gonna go into our first home. Okay. And so someone stepped up and said, Well I'll pay for your wedding if you, but you have, but in order for me to pay for your wedding, you have to do it a certain way. And we said, no, we said, we don't want you to pay for our wedding. This is the way we want to have our wedding. It's a, it's, you know, look at the ages that we are. This is embarrassing. You know what I mean? I was 30 just about. Um, so and my husband was, was you know a lot older than me. And uh, we said, no, you know, it's just, this is what we're doing. And you're all invited and you wanna be there, great. And if you don't, then don't be there. But what happened here uh, was, was almost a tragedy. What happened, and a lot of families are, are real famous for this type of behavior, and I'm using me as an example. Um, the person that wanted to do this for me got very, very, very angry and, and stopped speaking to us both, Where <laughs> They did, they stopped speaking to us both, right? And what happened after that was horrible. So the rest of the family members stopped talking to us. So no one in the family spoke to us. So we were going, so it was very awkward for a while. We were going to a couple of like birthday events and stuff and all the family would be there and not one of them would say a word to us. And we just danced and partied by ourselves. You know, we we had a good old time, but that's what they did to us. So um, what I say to you families, this is the worst thing to do in families. And and, and I know a lot of relationships do that too. It's like, you know what, I'm going to take, I'm going to decide that I'm pissed. And now all of you can't talk to that person because if you do... I'm going to be pissed with you too. And I understood that mentality when my husband explained to me how it was in his family, how he grew up. And and their methods for raising children was awful. It just was. It was awful. And his mother and I made amends on that. We did because she realized where I was coming from. And she realized who he wanted to be. And he did not want that shell of a memory haunting his future. So we, we, we did things and conducted things very differently in our home. But that's what they did. All right. So one person decided they were angry because we wouldn't get married a certain way. And the whole entire family in that particular clan stopped speaking to us until they showed up at our wedding. Like they did not talk to us until they showed up to our wedding we like we we did our our pre-wedding plans like a year out so for like a year none of those people spoke to us and they but they (laughs) but but they all showed up to our wedding you know it was the most amazing thing and the person who had offered to pay for my wedding like they were going to like put down like uh, you know almost two hundred thousand dollars for a wedding for us that I didn't want to have and um they made a promise to me. They said, you know, I'll come to, I won't boycott your wedding, but when I come, I'm going to show up in black. And that's what they did. So they showed up to my wedding, like in grief and mourning. Okay. So, you know, um, what I say to you people, your families out there, that life is so amazing. And that, if this is the way that we show our gratitude for not only the beautiful lives that we're given but that 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 's the best and 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 to give to others you know is is just really damn lousy it 's a terrible example to show your children and 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 it 's a horrible way to waste your life you know that you know for a whole year no no that is true nobody spoke to us that that's how they that 's how they rolled okay that is how they rolled and it is something that uh, I never got angry about it because my husband was like, "Hey, you know what are you what are you gonna do? You know, it's what they want to do. They made their choice, right?" But but um, and we we didn't even hold it against them. We just, you know, we had agreed that we were not going to allow that stank to 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 intrude into our happy lives. And you really got to take that strong. That, 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 that you really got to take your life and say, I'm just not going to have it. I'm just not. And it's what we did. And um, I tell you, I tell you people, I tell you people what worked, what worked really beautifully for us was our love for each other. I can't share with you any more than I'm sharing with you that it was the power of love that really created something beautiful between us because if we had that as an example for which to go about and cuz we were just starting our relationship Okay? starting our marriage, okay. And that was not the example to show and to impart unto people to people who are in love and that was the best thing that they could come up with. So what I would say to you people is this. When you are in love, okay. No matter what, love to the best of your ability and I want you to give it everything you got. And that's what we did to each other so and I remember it really well and I would say to you during that time do you know we never got angry we never did we loved each other and I tell people to when sometimes when things happen when the shoe drops, sometimes sometimes you just have to know when to love people through it and we loved each other through it just so enormously it was only in the very beginning that it was a little testy right but once once the waters were calm and they'd made a decision and we made our decision the waters were calm and nothing ruffled those waters they made a decision what they were going to do okay and we made our decision and we decided no matter what it is that you did and you decided we're happy we are getting married okay and See, a lot of couples, that would have ended the relationship. Because what would have happened here was every other day they would have been fighting about this one said that one. I can't believe that one said that this to me. We just said, screw them all. We won't see them until the day we get married if they show up. And we did not put another ounce of our time into it. We did not invest another conversation nothing we totally laid it to rest that's what they decided that's what they decided and here's what we decided we're good and it was the best example we could have showed them at the onset of a brand new relationship it was the best thing we could have showed them and it was the power of love people we never got down on their level and decided you know I'm going to get nasty I'm going to do this. it was the power of love completely 100% if he was here today he would tell you that he would laugh about it if he were here today, would laugh at maybe that was a very funny time. But here's what we, that is what we did. We did everything that we were doing, and we did it to the best of our ability. Nothing, nothing rocked our boat. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. People, you have to do this in your relationships. You have to decide how you're going to live your life. And if you are in love, that means stay in love and be in love and love each other no matter what. And don't allow people's problems that they nitpick, that they're angry and whatever their problems are, don't allow it to lay any ounce of weight on your relationship because it's like a big elephant sitting on you. If you do, you'll never get up from it. Okay. You'll never get up from it. All right. It'll be like a big elephant weighing on your chest. Okay. Okay. Because here's what happened. Let me tell you the, the the rest of the story. So we got married, right? We got married. They all showed up. My mother-in-law did show up in black. Okay. And that was it. And we went on. We we it was onward and upward. Okay. That was it. They didn't seem to hold a grudge. They stopped speaking for a year. It was it was fine, right? We didn't hold a grudge because it's what they did. We just all moved forward. But we moved forward together. We continued. I had, I could tell you how many, I would be a rich woman today if I would tell you how many cakes I baked for these people. Okay. How many times they came to my house. They came, so the baby, they came to all the baby celebrations. They were there. They came with gifts. They came happy. They came sweet. They came loving. All right. We took the lead and showed them how we were going to do it. And we did it in love. We never, ever had another argument with them. It's what we decided to do, okay? We joined hands and we joined it tightly, and we did not allow any space for that kind of ugly to come in. And we took the lead. And when we took that kind of lead, they followed. They still did what they had to do. They did not talk to us for a year. But what happened miraculously, okay, they could have they had a choice because they had made that choice before they had done it before they didn't speak for a year and they were like now we're going to show them you know what I mean type of type of thing That's what they did we're going to show them you know so they didn't talk to us right but after we got married they all came around they just did we were invited to their homes okay they came they couldn't wait to see the grand the the, the child they wanted to see me. We were invited to their barbecues. We went, we, we did this, we did that. It was all good, but we took the lead, people. If we would've went the other way, it would've, it could've really been horrible. We may have not have ever married, it would. it would've gotten so damn ugly. You know what I mean? Or we may have been forced to be coerced into a wedding that we didn't want, and then we would've bickered about that. You know what I mean? Take the lead, people. Set the best example of love, of what love is, and what and, and and set the best example of what commitment is to love. That's how it works, folks, right? And that's what happened. And and in that situation, what proved was how steady on our feet that relationship was. Because my husband could have gotten very nervous and would have been like, "You know what? It's insulting to my mother. What's the big deal?" why don't we get married the way she wants? And, you know, she wanted all these people. And I just didn't want, all you know, over 100 people when I got married. I just didn't want that big crowd. I just didn't. You know, I'm a very quiet person, intimately and privately. I just am. I'm very private. I didn't want, you know, hundreds of people, you know, in front of me. I didn't want it. And um, I had in my husband that he stood by me. And it was the commitment to love to me, okay? And what he had in a future wife was a wife that wasn't petty and, oh, I can't believe your sister talked to me like that and and then was argumentative and combative with his mother. So I never disrespected his peeps. And, you know, a lot of women do that. They come against the mother. They come against the sister. Wrong thing to do. They're always going to be the mother. No matter that you put the wedge between them, they're all, they'll always remember that because of you, they, don't, they now don't speak to their mother. I'm telling you, people, I know how this works, right? It's a vicious cycle, right? And it's a very predictable one because of you they no longer have a relationship with their sister, okay? Whether you or how wide the wedge is, they'll always lead the trouble back to you. I'm telling you. I'm really, I know a lot about this relationship stuff. What I say to you is do this. Step back, step away, okay? Be respectful, be delightful, okay? When people are out of line, very kindly put them back in their place. Because sometimes you do have to do that, and I did have to do that a few times. I very kindly put them in their place, but I but the difference is, is I did not lay them out. Okay, don't lay them out. All right, don't lay their mother, don't lay his mother out, don't lay her mother out. Okay, we can- we don't have the power to do that. Never take it because. It will be the death of something in the relationship. Something's going to die in that relationship. And it will be vital. It will be a lifeline to your relationship. No matter that you can see it or not, something in there won't be good, okay? Because there will always, there'll be something underlying there under the table that they're unhappy with whether they say it to you or not, okay? They'll always lead. The trouble came with you, all right? That is the best advice I could give you for handling family conflicts. Come in peace and not war. Come in love and the commitment to all the great and wonderful things that that emotion gives. And I'm telling you, you will lead your family magnificently. That's a beautiful thing, people. But it takes a real commitment to do it. And you really got to be grown up and very serious about it. My next question is, I don't have enough intimacy, right? A lot of people, this is the grounds for divorce. How many people run out the door and they'll even say that I was, I was not faithful because I was not being loved anymore, you know? And it's part of the relationships, it's part of the agreement. So what I would say to you is uh, on intimacy... Don't ever keep score here. It's the worst thing we can do is to do a tally. When people realize you've been running a tally board, right? Um, don't do that. Keep giving. You know, sometimes we get angry when people don't give it when we want it. And then we all, pull, we both pull back. And, and then you realize it's been years, you know, since you've been intimate with this person. What I say to you is keep giving. Keep loving this person and love them through it. And you will know more about why and what's happening in your climate. You know, sometimes when people face tragic things in their lives, sometimes if work situations changes, even their uh, personal relationships, you know, uh, family conflicts, all of that uh, weighs into our intimacy, whether people want to step there or not. You know, sometimes people got, we got to work our way up to that. And sometimes some of us want to feel good before we get there. So it's a lot of different reasons why we start pulling back on intimacy, but you have to, but you have to do the work. I say, do the work and get on the road to the why. And when you get on the road to the why, you can start fixing it. Okay. So if someone says, you know what, and you can go to your partner and. Not put them on the spot. Sometimes that starts little mini arguments. People get defensive. Well, what do you mean? You know, so if you don't want to do solve it that way, because sometimes it can't be solved that way. You can solve it by, hey, we, we, I, I do candle, you know, have a candlelight dinner. Just, just start setting up the moods all the time. And it might take a little while. It might take a minute, people. It may not happen overnight start setting up the moods that's inviting. Because if you go to people about lovemaking, you can't give someone an ultimatum about making love. I mean, come on, it's a little conflict of interest. Yes. All right. You can't give people an ultimatum about being in bed with you. It's got to be good. It's got to be good all around, right? We can't have a knockout drag out about this topic and then go to bed together. It's not going to happen start setting up the mood that you want to experience, set up the mood, okay, doesn't matter that you don't know how to cook, okay, my husband used to go out to the fish market and pick used to pick up all this stuff, all this already prepared food and then put it in the oven and, you know, do that, have the candles out, okay, maybe dress up sometimes if you're always in a, in a jogging suit or, 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 or clothes for gardening, change it up change your clothes, you know, change, change. sometimes changing the outfit changes the mood, okay, changes the, 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 the the attire changes the setting, you know, of of how people feel, okay, maybe it's been a minute since you went on a date, so go on a date, okay, go on a date, if you don't have a reliable sitter, bring the kids with you, go on a date with your children with you, okay, go outside of the house, call her up, send her a text, or to her or him, whoever, okay, your partner is, you know, I'm dying to go on a date with you tonight. I can't wait to see you. What are you wearing, you know? Tease them a little bit, set it up, flirt a little bit, you know, put that back in. It falls out of relationships and it falls out of relationships, sometimes very innocently because we become, we become just that busy. Invite it back in, okay? The thing I would ask you not to do is don't wait to get a welcome mat, okay? Because it might, you, you may be in divorce court, you know what I mean? Don't, in, be an initiator. You want it, initiated, okay? You want it, ask for it, okay? Go get it, right? Sometimes we have to do those things and not doing it and not initiating it's almost like you're kind of keeping score well I did it three nights ago you know I can't always be the one that is a relationship that's not going to last people if you're if you got to keep score like that right you want it go set it up man right leave leave work early today you know get home if you're always the one that gets there after your partner now be the one that gets there first and set it up Okay, put some candles on, you know, put a little beautiful music on, have a different uh, 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 outfit on. Notice how beautiful she is. Notice how lucky you are that he's so damn handsome and he gives all his check to you. All right. Notice all these things and be damn thankful for them. All right. And I tell you um, what adds on to this and I'll wrap it up here. What adds and and gives uh, a really beautiful wrapping to this is gratefulness. I find that when couples are grateful to each other, that they really fall deeper in love with each other when they're grateful. And when you never forget the things that made you fall in love, people's values, you know, how you value them, their worth to you, really, their real worth to you, like, you know when you When you start going on a date with people who you see are so worthy, you really value them don 't you? They mean a lot to you they 're worth something yes they 're amazing, okay So be mindful of all those things of how you got here to begin with instead of burning that bridge completely <laughs> all right? you can 't burn the bridge that led you to these people all right you 'll never get back over it all right unless unless you 're an amazing swimmer and you 're willing. To risk your life and swim now to them, all right? But if you burn the bridge, remember, you're also burning the roads to healing and keeping an amazing relationship, okay? Being grateful, okay? So when you see your partner tonight, you know, look at them in that light of why you're so grateful to be there in the, in the same room with them, okay? Of all the little things, the big things, even if it's just looking at your babies you know what i mean what you have created between you i mean look at everything your baby's life always first okay look at your home that the the house it's not just a house this is a home okay we didn't just move into this big house or this nice cozy house look at what we did between us we built a beautiful home that is so much to be grateful for. And, and the two of you, it took the two of you to do that. Okay, you didn't do it alone. All right, it took the love of that kind of commitment and all the energy that wrapped around that to build this thing. Okay, so show up in gratitude. And when we show up in gratitude, you just keep falling in love with each other. It just keeps happening and you won't even be able to explain it. Show up in gratitude, okay, versus very quickly, when we stop becoming grateful, right every when we stop here 's what happens, but it 's true when we stop becoming grateful and we stop being grateful, nothing has its value, right? so if nothing has value it 's no longer worthy, right and right and then it, 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 we, we wonder how things end up on the curb, yes, right okay we don 't want to go there show up with the gratitude of love and the commitment of what that does in your relationship and I tell you what you will you will have a beautiful beautiful relationship for as long as you wish it to be as long as you want it and as long as you desire it as long as you cherish it and as long as you decide that you want to commit to it uh, I want to wish you all such an amazing weekend. You know, we are having an amazing Friday in, in, in my part of, uh, part of the world. It is really beautiful out. And I would say take that beauty and really do something amazing with it this week and do something really special with your family. And if you live in the Northeast, you know how cold it's going to get in just a few short months, right? So, so take some of these beautiful days and, and really do something beautiful with your whole family. I say to you, have a great weekend. I want to thank you uh, so much for, for all of you. I see everything and, and I thank those of you that have committed to me. You know, I'm so incredibly thankful to you that you have made a commitment to me because you've allowed me to see you uh, on my social media. I, could, I see that some of you have made a commitment to me because some of you are listening to this podcast. And I want to really give you a big thank you. And uh, that's what it's for. It's, 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 I do it for you. <laughs> it's wonderful for me. Uh, but, but I do all these things for you. And it's wonderful to see that people appreciate it. So thank you. Have an amazing weekend. And, and until next time, have a beautiful weekend. Good night. Good afternoon, and welcome to Bear This and That Relationship Radio. I'm your host Cynthia De Leonardo. It is a wonderful pleasure to be with you this beautiful Monday. Well, it's it's not even really morning yet; it is afternoon, as I just said. It is just a few minutes afternoon, and a lot of you are probably uh, on your way out somewhere to lunch, or you're having lunch in your cafeteria, or you have the pleasure of creating something amazing at home today, <laughs> Absolutely amazing, how could it be. Um, today is uh, one of my, my favorite holidays and you know, this, it's, it's a relationship show. Relationship shows could not be in existence if it weren't for the goodness of you people, <laughs> right? It's all about people, this show, and it's all about how we can best connect and and form something absolutely amazing most of the time we can write just all the creation that, that we're doing intimately and otherwise so today is aunts and uncle day aunts and uncles day so you know what i'm going to round it up i'm going to round it out <laughs> round it uh, and i'm going to say it's family day okay it's, fa- it's let, let's say it's family day extended how about extended family day how about that you know, it is, it is really, really important the, on, on the experience that that has on young lives, okay? On young lives, when we feel the, the pouring of love and wisdom from so many other different places. And some of the greatest places is, is within our own family. We have this big treasure sitting there. Uh, that a lot of the times is uh, accessible to you. I would say if it's accessible to you, really utilize that line, really utilize that connection, okay? If it's not a great connection, I want you this to be a project for the remainder of the summer, okay? That before the fall time arrives, I want you to revitalize that connection. I want you to restore that connection. I want you to rejuvenate that connection. Here's, I'm gonna tell you why. You know, I always tell you why, right? Because if we don't know why, it really doesn't have a big deal of an importance and people won't do it, okay? We only get into action when we hear the why. The why is, is, is what moves the heart, okay? Nothing pulls on the heartstrings except for why, okay, right? So here's why. My own experience is the only one that I choose to use. Uh, when, I was, when I was coming up, I, my mother didn't have a very large family of siblings. And, and I did have even her uncles and, and aunts, I had them to go to. And I remember that experience being so valuable to me. It was just so valuable. I had my, my mother's sisters, that. And one particular sister w- w- was actually her best friend. And, you know, I saw this woman every day, every day, every single day. And, and as a matter of fact, when I was born, she was, she, she was there with, with, with my, I, I, you know what, I'm not sure, you know what, I don't, I don't think she was there with my mom yet. Let me back up a little bit. She, she did arrive, because they weren't living in the same state, but she did arrive shortly, after I was born, maybe like in, the to- like in the toddler stage before I really became a toddler. But at any rate, it was young enough that I can remember her being there at least by the time I was a toddler. I remember her being there all the time, all the time, all the time. And I really got a real blessing out of this aunt because she was so beautiful to me. She really was. She was, she was someone as, as an aunt you know, we say aunt to aunt, she was someone that I really looked up to. But she, the reason I looked up to her is because she was so kind. I remember my experience with her, she was very kind. And she was really, really nurturing, really kind and very, very, very nurturing to me. And she was really good at it. Like it wasn't work. Um, You know, there, there were a lot of times that I uh, would go over there, you know, um, if I was after school or something, and I would go over there. They was always within walking distance of my home. And I always remember she was was very soft and very nurturing and very kind. And that's my experience with her be- being an aunt an aunt. She was like one of the best aunts you can have. She really was. She was so sweet I never was like scolded or anything, you know, I really looked up to her was like, she's like a really great friend, you know, because her and I would sit and have conversations like two grown women, you know, when I was a little girl. Uh, so I looked to her as an extension of not just being my mother's sister. But I looked at her as being like a really good friend of mine, you know, like oh she 's my mother 's sister you know I, I I remember never never looking at her that way. I always remember like oh, i couldn 't wait to spend time with her i couldn 't wait to spend time with her, and I think I really enjoyed spending more time with her than I did a cousin of mine who was closer to my to my age, okay. I would have rather sat down with her all day long and had cups of milk, chocolate, and dessert, because her and I would sit down and eat. She, was always ha- she always had something special for me when I went over there. There was always a nice, she loved to cook, so it was always a nice piece of cake. It was always like a favorite meal. She was so accommodating, but I just, what I took from that, people, is huge. The comfort that a kid gets from that experience, you can't compare it to anything. And it doesn't take away... It's not a minus on the relationships that you have with your parents. It's not. It just adds on an extra layer of comfort to that kid. That's what it does. It's an extra layer of security to that child. It really is. So it's amazing. And I would say to you... you know, and, and my mother had another sister who was exactly the same way. They were different, but my experience was the same. Okay... When my mother sent me to either one of them, I was treated really, really good. Really, really good. And they were different people. And between the three sisters, they were really different. But yet I had an amazing experience with all three. My mother included in them. Okay? Uh, uncles, I had... Um, I didn't have a lot of uncles who came around frequently, except for my mother's uncle, who was even older than my mother. But I do remember him is being one of the most amazing men that I had an opportunity to spend time with. He was, I have to say, my people were really good people and they were really good people with children. Really, really good people with children. I mean, really good. Uh, The experiences I had with them were so nurturing. And, and, And him too, we went over to his place you know, so it, and 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 it was a tradition. He, he was the uncle that came to us every every Easter. He just did. It was one of those things, right? He had to spend Easter with us, and and they lived out of town. And they would come up in their big, in their big RV. Okay, he had this this RV. He would drive up, uh, and it, it was it was just a, a really delicious experience. And for my mother, it was really good for her because it was her uncle. So it was the only extension that she had to her parents, okay? Because this was a relative of her parents. And her parents, my mother had lost her parents by, by the time my mother was six, she had no parents, okay? So for, for, he became the father figure for her, okay? He did. And, and And what I would say is he was very, very loyal to her, really, really loyal, and he was always there for her. Uh, But he was there for me just the same. So what I would say, people, if you have this in your family, you gotta, you you gotta, you gotta rejuvenate. You gotta utilize these lines of wealth. These are relationships of wealth for your children, okay, for your children, okay, because every person that were was able to have that sort of access to me were they were amazing they were really amazing people and when i look back and when i became a mother when i look back and i became a mother you know you realize firsthand of the patience it takes you know right you realize oh my goodness they were really good because you know there were a couple of occasions i'm not talking about me personally but you know kids right and the, But when you become a parent, you realize the kind of kindness it takes to be that patient consistently all the time and to be that good at it naturally. So when you have people like that in your family, I'm, I'm asking you today to turn up the phone line, okay? Utilize, reach out into those relationships and whatever you have to do, to bring those people to you Or for you to go to them It's got to be done You have to do these things for your kids Okay, The the nurturing and the security That I got out of that Was incredible And it really gave light to me Even early in age Because a lot of people One of the first things that they used to say About me to my parents Was that I was very level-headed And I was very mature not a, And being fast Uh, Amateur, two different things I wasn't a fast child Okay, No one ever thought I would even go on a date It was like, this girl, she's not interested She's not interested in boys It's like, what is going on? You know what I mean? What's happening, right? Um, but I was almost a DJ. They call it a late bloomer because I just, my head was in so many other different places. You know, I had little crushes and stuff, but nothing that I was, you know, uh, going out like a fire breathing teenager going after so that it just wasn't priority for me. But what was a priority for me are these relationships. They were, I, I would have, if, if you said to me that I could go see my aunt versus a kid that I had a crush on, it would have been my aunt every time. That, that's how I was, you know, it's just what I, that's, what I, that's the kind of kid I was. The security that I got from that, the wisdom and the knowledge, here's, here's everything that it packs, people. What it does is it allows a child to have the experience of people, Okay? And what better reaching out than to have your own people give your children that experience? It gives your child the experience of the different personalities and they start comparing to themselves. Okay? Mommy's like that. And, oh, my aunt is so different from my aunt, from, from, from my aunt. You know, they come up with all these things and, they, and they're able to sit back and figure some things out about life, okay, that is pertinent to, our, for, to their future so they're able to figure these things out people all right so it gives them the the glory of having that experience of comfort within their own family all right? how does it get better than that does it get better than that that they get the, the training wheels are on with their own people right? And this is how they best learn. There's a comfort there, right? And the training wheels are are, are comfortable because everybody in that circle loves them, right? Everybody loves them. Everybody cares about them. And everybody uh, together wrapped around that child is is, is, is a big security blanket around them, okay? So it's safe it's secure, it's comforting, okay, and it is a great comfort of peace and love to that child. It gives all those things to your children, okay? It's invaluable. We can't go buy this, okay? I don't care what sitters you have and nannies and stuff. It's a whole different experience that if you have family, that this is their family. It makes kids feel complete, Okay it's something to talk about it's something to brag about you know my aunt my uncle you know what i mean it is it is a boasting moment of experience to your children that's what it did for me okay i loved it when these when these people were around me it was very, it was an empowering experience and the other thing that it does people is is what it does is it gives those aunts and uncles an opportunity to teach okay to teach, to, to, to be on the training wheels of life with your children, okay, to extend themselves out where, you know, a lot of times we start, we stop sharing certain things when we get grown people, we don't have time, we're busy, but there's something very special and unique that happens to, to grown folks when we're around children, right? When we're around children, it just melts us, some of us. Our hearts are softer. We become different people around kids, all right? I'm not saying everybody. There's always that 1% that they're horrible with kids, right? We know those people, right? Um, but even those people, I do believe, can be converted. It's just going to take a little more time and a little more patience, all right? But children be, bring out the natural best in us. They do okay it's a learning experience back and forth okay well there was nothing sweeter than when i would look into my son's playroom and i was in the kitchen cooking and doing my thing and all i could hear was this chatter going on between my toddler and my mother oh it was just priceless and my husband too he would like listen he would be like listen to them you know they would just be going at it you know And she had a way with him, man. He was just a little chatterbox, back and forth, back and forth, you know. And between the two of them, I don't know which one was having more fun and enjoyment. My mother was enjoying my child as much as he was enjoying her. It's a beautiful, amazing experience, people. It's amazing, okay? So, you know, really, when you, as a, taking a, a close up snapshot of this with your children, it gives your children experience about human beings, okay? About what we do, what we don't do, about, about life. It's, it's putting them on the training wheels of life. And I say to you that if you have an opportunity that you have that accessible and available to you in your own family, You've got to bring it close to you. If it's not here today, okay? If it's, if, if, it's at, if it's an arm length away, bring it in, okay? Pull it in close to you, okay? Because what your children will get from this is absolutely invaluable, okay? And there's always something to learn from people. There's life experiences and all of these things that we share, even if they're just in the same room. Okay, right? We know kids just in, the, in, in, in two rooms away, they hear everything, yes? It, it is just something that they should be around. They should hear life going on around them. Okay, it is, it is very, very, very healthy. And I believe when it's an extension of family, there's something very special created in that child's heart. And it just is. It's a proudness. It's a proudness of inclusion. I'm important. Okay? It's a proudness of inclusion. My aunt came to see me today, okay? And you know, my aunt did this, my aunt did that, my aunt loves this. You know, it's a proudness. Kids, you know, they come back from the summer and they boast about these people. They're proud of these people to be a part of their lives. You know what I mean? And and it 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 really creates something really treasurable in a child's mind from memories, for for life experience. And, 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 and the, biggest, the biggest thing here that it creates is the security of love of, of which that is embraced by this child, okay? The security of love. To know when you look out there that you're loved by, you know, I know mommy and daddy love me, but, you know, my aunt loves me and my uncle blah, blah, blah loves me and this aunt loves me. And it is, it is a very fulfilling experience, for a child and a child sees how this one loves differently you know what I mean maybe this one gets angry you know what I mean it is a very good lesson for them on life within the security of their family without them having to go out there uh, uh, and wait until they're much older and they're inexperienced right because that's what happens right some of us are inexperienced with life right if you have this available to you I urge you to 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 get a hold of it, and to reach your hands to it and grab onto it, and bring it to you. Get on the phone. Get on the horn. Do some FaceTime. Some of you are saying, "Well, it would be, I would, it would be possible if they didn't live so many states away." Well, you know what I say? Start planning some trips then, because that's what what my uncle did with my mom and and, and my family. As a matter of fact, it became a tradition because they were very busy they, they, they liked to travel and they were busy with their own lives okay? But one of the things that that was really good was that um, one of the things that was very good is that uh, this man could really keep a commitment so when he said he was coming up for a week and they always spent a week with us you, you it was as good as done okay so th- they were people that um, Back and forth, the trust was huge, and then you know there was a couple of times we went to them uh, you know some uh, through, the, through the course of a couple of summers or, or something. We, we did the same thing, but it was a relationship. And it was something that was really valued by all of us, you know, and, and my father enjoyed it just as just as much as we did. He just really did. So everybody, you know, had made an investment and in, in, in the extension of these relationships. Right. And that is very important. Uh, and, you know, since I brought my dad up, let me let me do an extension on that. It's really important, partners, you know, whether it's your sister or not, it's your wife's sister, it's your husband's brother. It's really important to be able to sit down in agreement and do respect and say, you want to know something? Um, Maybe I really wouldn't care for them to come in, but for the health and security and the happiness of my family completely, complete, it's the right thing to do it's the right thing to do. So when I say to you and a lot of people have differences, you know, I talked about this the other day in my podcast. If there's differences, what I would say to you is to really take the grown-up pill, <laughs> okay? Get the grown-up pill, all right? I want you to get the grown-up pill out, okay? Because the grown-up pill will 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 say this is what's best for my child and what's best for my child. Is to have their family here. You know, I it, it it doesn't even sound right that you would not have an inclusion on a child's family. Okay, that you don't get along with the uncle or your your, your sister, your your partner's sister, and that type of thing. Then I say, you know, you you got to sit down away from the child and make a decision that this is what's best for the family, and then start working it out slowly, one thing at a time. Okay, and i And I talk about a lot of these things on my podcast. Share my podcast with your family right i go I go over all of these things in my in my talks because it's it's very, very important because it's what completes a family okay it's It's what completes a family, and I tell you if you're really looking to give your child okay a a, a the fulfillment of their life, okay for what they should be experiencing, then you cannot hold them back from their aunt and their uncle, okay? No matter that you get along with them or not. Then I say, take the grown-up pill, and you got to have some, some little sit-down chats with these people, how important it is that your children have access to them and that they're now included into your family, Okay, Uh, it's the same thing I say. If you're newly married, don't even put up the walls when you're when you're in a new relationship. Have the walls come down. Okay, don't even start a family with you're starting to build walls. Okay, if you're a newbie and your training wheels are still on in your relationships, start working on this today. It will be very very important for you. It's going to be amazing even before you have children. And when, by the time the, the little pitter-patter of feet come along, it is going to be really huge on your children's lives. I'm telling you, I can't imagine none of these people being in my life. And I had a lot of people in my life. I was really, really blessed. I had a lot of people in my life, but they were all on great terms with my parents Okay, they would come over for the holidays. They were part of our holidays. They, we would go over there for the holidays. It really felt like I, I never, I, I really, honestly can't say that as a kid that I ever felt any ounce of animosity. There was only one time. And it's a very personal thing that I would never share, and it was only one time, and it was something that went on. Okay, but for the most part my parents had an open door policy to people and i had godparents i had aunts and uncles okay i had all of these people who came in and not only did they love me but here's the key the key component here that makes it all work and come together is that they had great respect for my parents that's what that's what made it all work if that piece that component would not have been there it would have none of it would have ever been possible. It would have never been possible, and it would have never been successful because it, you you can 't work it you can 't work that that way okay it 's all got to come together, and they all came okay with blessings you know it 's like they they came carrying blessings to my home, okay blessings from my parents wishing them well, wishing me greatness. It was, it was a really wonderful thing. Uh, so the value of aunt and uncle day, I, I rounded it up, I said family day, is, is really tremendous, people. It's tremendous. So I say, uh, and if it's expensive, it's, if it's a, it's a, a faraway kind of travel for you, then perhaps start a new tradition in your family where sometimes you meet halfway. Okay, that you split the, that you split the investment and the, and the trip and you get a hotel, right? Because there's a lot of places to, to do meet and greets. Then you take a hotel and you do some night outs and you, you take a big hotel room or you take a suite and you have a week together like that, okay? If, if it's 3,000 miles away and maybe, because now you can drive it, okay? So do something, meet, meet, in the, meet, meet halfway. It, it's drivable. Now it becomes a nice fun road trip. Now it's a nice, fun road trip. You meet there. And now it's, 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 it's a fun thing. And it starts a brand new tradition, opening up new doors for an amazing relationship. That's what this does. Okay, That is what this does, people. It is invaluable. Okay. Before I got married, long before I, you know, thought about being married, I always knew I would be married. I was just really the marrying type. I am. I'm totally, I am, I'm so like wifey material, you know, so I always knew that I would be married. And, but one of the things I really wanted was a huge family. And I would tell my mom, you know, I'm going to marry this guy with this, all of these brothers and sisters because I was an only child and I hated being an only child. I love family and kids and all that craziness. I loved all the craziness, all these kids running around, you know, I just loved it. I think that really makes a home. Okay. But I would tell my mom, I'm going to marry a guy with, with this huge family, you know, and I did. <laughs> right. And I did do that, you know? I, I, I married a guy, he was one he was one in five, right? There was it was five of them. So it was it was a very big family. And and for a very long time we had a very good time together. We did. We had a very, very good time together. And for a little bit of that time my, my child got the benefit of that, okay? That that we had family coming in and out. It was very it was it's very, very healthy for a child. It, what it does people is you got to think past yourself and you have to think about look at the gift that you're giving that 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 children feel needed and wanted by by other people that are actually related to you okay that are related to you it teaches respect okay it shows honor okay it teaches kids about life shows honor you know look at how respectful you know they get to see. You know, um, mom, sisters, well, like like me, you know, I got to see there was one particular sister and, and, uh, and, and uh, people used to call them the twins. You know, they didn't look like identical twins, but people called them, the, they, they were called twins. They dressed alike. You know, they, they all, everywhere they went, they, it was the funniest thing in the world. Everywhere they went, they dressed alike. They, they did, and they dressed alike, right? One would have on one color, the other one would have on another color, but it was the same style suit or, or vice versa, or sometimes the same color. Um, but they, they were, you know, two of a kind, really. And, and then there, were, there was the other sister that really wasn't like either one of them. But what I got to see was that the respect in front of the children, no matter what they had going on outside from what my eyes could see, when they got together in front of me, it was great, it was good and it was great. It was very, very healthy. Okay, and I got to see how they related to each other. You know, I even got to see while well, those two girls are—they just whatever they got, they got something very special. And my aunt, always, my, the other aunt, always seemed to gravitate to like her friends that she found elsewhere. You know what I mean? She doesn't gravitate to her sisters, but but they all got along, and they would have all killed for each other. If anything, if any one of them would have ever had a problem, you know, there was a, you could see the loyalty there kids learn that when they get to you, you try this stuff on okay they learn this stuff it teaches loyalty it teaches about faithfulness it teaches kindness different methods of kindness different systems right all the different systems of life that we have it teaches a lot of different things and um, as they go to these different homes they get to see like i got to see how my aunt disciplined her kids right versus how my other aunt disciplined hers you know Versus how my mother disciplined me. It's a very healthy thing for children to have their family, okay? You have to do it, people, okay? So when I say to you, and I, and, and I did, you know, work out some solutions for you. If there's something in the way, if there's an elephant in the room, well, I would say to you tonight, start working on it. Okay, whatever it is, okay, whatever it is, start working on it and work it out. It's, it's absolutely, Jim, valuable for you to do this, okay? Uh, start setting up some opportunities. The summertime is so easy for entertaining, isn't it? It's just easier. Even in apartments, when I grew up in an apartment, it, it was easy because what we would do in the summertime, we, we didn't have a lot of people over in the summer, but, in the, but what we did is we would go out to places and and have a whole big family outing, you know, on the river. We used to go, like, to the Hudson River. And we would, you know, the back in the day, they used to have all the nice barbecue grills and everything. It was really wonderful, okay? But there's a lot of different places to do that today, okay? But we always found a destination to go to. And a lot of times it was mostly on the water because it was cool and comfortable. We would get there really early in the morning. We would get there first thing in the morning and we would be there, you know, uh, 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 upon sunset, you know, and all of the family would come and we would barbecue and we would catch up and we would talk and all the kids would play and it was amazing. That's what we would do. So we found the time to do it. We found the the, the destination. We, you know, we always found a place and the time and it was always scheduled. I can't remember... There ever being a time as a child that we didn't do any of those things. We did them all the time. You know, during the holidays, we had an open door policy. All day long, people would come and go, come and go, come and go, come and go all day, okay? Um, Very, 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 very healthy for your children to have their family, okay? Something that you feel like it's a sense of pride. You feel like it's something that belongs to them, okay? I mean, they feel like it's something that belongs to them. This is mine, okay? This is my family. It creates something that's invaluable with, within a child's core, their heart and their mind, their mind and their soul to say, that's mine, okay? That belongs to me, okay? They are part of me, all right? It's very, very healthy that a child can say those things, okay? And that it genuinely have those connections across across the table. It's very, 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 very valuable what that gives a kid. They grow up in that, and they grow up in it as very uh, secure, very loved people, very balanced people, okay, with, with not a whole lot of insecurities. Because their whole life they've had these people nurturing into them, feeding into them, okay? And, and they stand really tall, those people. And I would say, if you have a choice today, and if you have that within your family, please reach out and make it happen, okay, for the kids' sake. Make it happen for the kids' sake, okay? This is a priority, people, right? I ask you, this is a relationship show and life is all about relationships, and uh, the value that it gives your child, besides all this loving peace and security, is now they learn how to ride the bike, the vehicle of relationships, okay? They, right? they start, they know how to strike up a conversation with auntie and, and, and the uncle and all that, and it's, it's, they feel really good with people, Okay it's it's about them learning about relationships the do's and don'ts what you say what you what you don't say and what they can hear what they're paying attention to what they learn from all of this right because it, it's it's and it's all a collaborative effort by all of the adults that you do this okay but it's everything that they learn and you will be giving them the most valuable piece of life that you can give them with, the most valuable piece of life. Okay. And, and, and I say, if there's any little knacky type of issues in the way, you really got to get that out of the way. Okay. It's not good for kids. It's not good for them to even know about. And I have to say, I really thank my parents today and every day because I really never knew about those things. Like, there was one time there was something going on, and you know what? I didn't, I didn't know the story, and I wasn't supposed to know the story, okay? So they kept those things out of a child's face. You know, it just wasn't there for me to worry about. Because that's not a child's place to have to interpret the little mud slinging that, 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 that some of us grown folks do. It's just, it's, it's unfair. It's, it's just unfair to, to, to have them included in that. Okay. So I say, clear that table, clean it up. Okay. And, and really set the table. That's really nice. Okay. Put out the nice dishes, put out the nice place setting for, for, for the children in your lives. And do something and make a collaborative great effort as adults to really do the right thing by your children. Okay? Really do the right thing. And I tell you, for aunts and uncles, doesn't it feel great to be an auntie and an uncle, right? Isn't it amazing? It's amazing to be an aunt and an uncle, okay? It's amazing, especially if you don't have kids. If you don't have kids and you got one, you know what I mean? It's like, here's a kid, here's a kid right here, you know? Um, it is the most glorious thing because children just look up to you. They just love their aunt and uncles. They just do. Okay. I still remember the experience and I still really remember the experience with my own child, you know, how they felt about their aunt and uncles, like, wow, you know, they were always so thrilled to know that they were coming over. So just, just an amazing thing. So people, I say to you, um, that's the story today, <laughs> All right? that's a story. And uh, what I want to say to all the aunts and uncles out there, you are so amazing. Okay. I really want to extend my thanks and respect to you for all that you do for your children, for your nieces and your nephews and how big you make them feel and how valued you make these children feel. And I say, thank you so tremendously. That gift that you give serves in a huge huge way. And and it, it it is such an amazing thing for their lives and I, and I want to thank you and for all of you that have such great relationships and you do all this work. You know, um, you set the example, man. You you're really leading the way. Okay. It's it's the way of the world and it's the way to a really healthy world. And and, and I say keep doing it. Keep showing people what you're doing. Keep all of your loving and, and keep the wisdom yeah, keep, keep the wisdom running um, uh, accordingly uh, so that these kids and, and you, right? What you're learning from your nieces and nephews is amazing. Isn't it what kids can teach? Just, just keep the learning process and, and, and just keep loving the whole way. Um, so I want to conclude uh, this, this show and, and I just want to say all due respect and God bless you all. Uh, for those that listen to my podcasts, I, I thank you so much. You know, there's nothing more gym valuable, really, right, than someone spending their time with you, and, and, and I do see some of you out there, and I want to thank you so very much. For those of you who are on my social media from time to time, especially Instagram, um, thank you so much for for um, taking interest at in what I do. If there's ever a topic that you wish for me to speak about or anything that I should post, uh, please let me know because I'll be happy to do so, okay? Thank you so very much. Until next time, I wish you an amazing Monday. It is, it is, it is Monday, the beginning of an amazing week, Motivational Monday. I hope this talk motivated you a little bit, right? To schedule some dates and and to have that phone ring and all the and all the greatness that even this summer can still bring, right? We're we're just we're just touching the edge of August, so you have a whole month to plan something, and then you have half of September to get something going, right before Labor Day. Uh, have have a beautiful week. God bless you until next time. Good night.